too crazy for boys town, too much of a boy for crazy town. The child was an outcast. When you go to the men's room later, you'll see a sign that says, Gentlemen, pay no heed, go right in. There's no room that says scoundrel on it. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to Not Here to Argue. I am here. Jam is here. The Rudman is here. Nicholas Rudman is here for some reason. Um, but nonetheless, he's here. I'd introduce you and let you talk and all that, but I feel like we have a lot to get to. But I will pick a number, Rudman, one through three. Three. Okay, three is football. The first thing we will talk about is football. Um, just go ahead and get – Mac Jones, go. Just go. I, I don't want to be said, you know. Uh, we talked about this a couple months ago. Uh, I guess first, I've taken a lot of Mac Jones victory laps just in my personal life and on, on the internet. Um, I have to come clean, and I think I said this in the last podcast. I wanted Justin Fields. I did not have Mac Jones – ranked ahead of Justin Fields. Not on your board? He wasn't. He, I had Justin Fields number two behind Trevor Lawrence. Um, I love Justin Fields, but it just so happens that Mac Jones is like a number one overall pick home run talent, and the Patriots just completely locked into him. <sighs> Where, where's no, the I'm listening. Yeah, please. Go. Go ahead. So I guess some of the what needs to be debunked is sort of like the system quarterback check down BS. They're already okay. using the Brady excuses to sort of attack uh, what, who I call MJ-10. Uh, That's a or, bad or, nickname, man. It's kind of cool because like TB-12, I like Mac-10 more, like an Uzi, but he can't <laughs> use that one. I prefer gun violence. violence. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones supports uh, gun violence, yeah. Uh, uh, so there's a yeah, couple MJ things Mac bad, Jones though. needed to do to be really great. Like if we were going to be different with the quarterback picked 15 overall, there's really only a couple examples of guys taken outside the top 10 that have been truly great. Tom Brady. Uh, it's been, Tom Brady, of course. But that's like 20. I'm talking relative near – that was 50 years ago. Uh, that was okay. re- relative near draft history. We got okay. Big Ben at 11, Rodgers at 24, Dak in the third round, Russell Wilson in the third round, Kirk Cousins in the third round. Maybe Dak was fourth. Um, Lamar. Mac, he's a first-round pick. Oh, 32. Like that's right. top He's moving the yeah. goal. <laughs> right. Hey, cut his mind, Jan. Get him out of here. Um, Mac Jones is going to break Dak Prescott's record for completion percentage as a rookie. Uh, Dak Prescott's record is like 67.8%. Mac is over mm. 70 right now. Um, and he'll be the only guy besides Russell Wilson as a rookie to have three straight wins of 20, by 20 points or more. So he's doing the stuff he needs to do to be one of those elite rookie guys. Uh, and when people say he only checks down, his average depth of target or intended target is the same as Pat Mahomes. So why don't you get on Pat Mahomes back about him checking down? 
I'll never get on Pat Mahomes back about checking down. Let's, <laughs> let's get that straight. Yeah, I don't understand. It's like, well, he only throws, you know, check downs and screens and easy passes. It's like, yeah, like they, they tend to work. Uh, I don't know why. Like, you don't get more points for having Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, God forbid, throw downfield. So, I yeah, that's one I've never really understood. Like, if the system for a quarterback is completing passes and scoring points and winning games, I think I want my quarterback to be a system quarterback. I would love for my quarterback to be a system quarterback. It's working in Tampa. That's ugly. That's a little <laughs> ugly. Um, so what, are they, they going to get Odell Beckham in there to ruin this this offseason? Well, I, I mean, I, I really wanted Odell at the deadline. Uh, turns out Kendrick Bourne is just better. All right. Now, this is the lane that I like more. The, I'm, I'm all, the Kendrick Bourne is the best receiver in the league <laughs> takes are the Rudman takes I signed up for. Well, he, yeah. was the best, he was the best free agent signing of the offseason. He's like a top 25 productive wide receiver that we're paying peanuts. Like, would you rather okay. Will, Will Fuller got one year $10 million. He's not playing with personal issues. Um, Kenny Galladay, $40 million guaranteed. He just sucks. I, he plays for the Giants. I, I feel like to be completely fair, he plays for the Giants. Yeah, but you know who else plays for the Giants? It's Kadarius Tony, and he's nasty. I don't know if that's true. I simply, if Dave Gettleman drafted him, I won't call him nasty. <laughs> I will. That's what I will not be doing. I was workshopping a, a pro Gettleman take, but it's hard to pull off. Don't do it here. You, <laughs> you, you work. You work that out uh, on your own time. There will be no. Pro Gettleman talk here. <laughs> He's toast. He's getting canned this year. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I was gonna say I hate to see a man advocate for losing his job, but he he'll be fine. Like, it's, he's not gonna go back to the, the soup kitchen or something. And he took two okay. running backs in the top eight. Maybe he should be at the soup kitchen. That's that's my take. Who's the other running back? Uh, Barkley and who did he draft? Was it McCaffrey? Well, did he come from? I think he. Did he come oh, from Carolina? Yeah, yeah, he did come from Carolina. I forgot he drafted McCaffrey there. McCaffrey, who's having a, a sick year. Um, Second as did Saquon. So, yeah, no, this is no con Gettleman takes. Fair. I think what, he's what, ugly. What'd you say? <laughs> I don't know. I just said he was ugly. I have no idea what he looks like. He, oh, Isn't he's... It, Gettleman's not a, it's not like a name for the, uh, it's like, like Leonardo Gettleman. Is not like a good actor. Oh God, he needs to lose the goatee. He's not a handsome let's, man. You got a picture? Let's pull him up. I don't. I don't think I could pick Dave Gettleman out of a lineup. Even though at some point I may need to for him drafting two <laughs> running backs. In the he top looks like if if like the Penguin and Batman was an NFL GM. Look, Look at these cool ass shades. shades. It's <laughs> transition lenses. Damn bad bitch. Uh, I don't. He he makes bad choices. His team's bad. That's honestly a flattering photo of him. Yeah, I was gonna say he's kind of handsome there. Um, so who are y'all getting? Michael Thomas, Odell. What's the? Uh... I don't think we need a wide receiver. The wide receivers are good. The offense is humming. We score as many points as the Rams or the Chiefs. Listen, the Rams suck right now. I don't know if the Rams is the is the team you want to be comparing yourself to. I think I let all of my NFL takes like sink in by week eight, and then I ignore everything else. So I still think That's that fair. Tampa and the Rams are the best team in football. I, Tampa, I agree with. The Rams are not good right now. I think it's what was up with Stafford the other night. He sucks. He's Matthew Stafford. That's what's up with Matthew Stafford. Are we out on him? Is he not good? I didn't really have an opinion because he's just thrown for a zillion yards in Detroit. 
that's the whole thing that's been i think it's legit year 11 maybe 12 for him like he's been doing this for a while and it was just seen like oh detroit's holding him back detroit's holding him back detroit's holding him back he's gonna get to sean mcbay the genius and fix all the wrong shit he's been doing for 11 years and what do you know He's still like he's still a good quarter. I don't want to say it's like he's bad, but Detroit was holding him back. Let's be fair. Like, listen, if Detroit was <laughs> if Detroit was really holding you back, you retire ten years into your career like Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson. Like, have have some gumption, Stafford. Like, if you're really that great, quit. That's what I say. Um, but I just there don't. That re- there was I that go- report that every part of his body is broken. Not uh, great. You know, his wrist, his ankle, his back. So I, I when I saw that I thought he said retire like a year or two. I feel like he probably would, but the Lions just kept giving him money, and now it was like, okay, I would retire. And I like, you want to live in L.A.? And he was like, yeah, I could do that for a little bit. So I, I just, he's just someone I don't trust. He's like, even if you think he's good enough to like get there and win playoff game or games, you think he's going to win four straight? That's where I don't. It falls all the way off the rails for me. He was the MVP candidate. Probably at the last time you checked, Rudman, with week eight, he was probably leading MVP talks. Probably was. Who is going to win now, MVP? Oh, boy. Uh, and now I'm Matt Jones. MJ10. That <laughs> MJ guy. Uh, no, I actually just read an article. It was like apparently the second half of every Sean McVay year, their offense performs worse because they pretty much just do the same thing and don't adjust at all. So I think there's some – some staff or two, but some McVay for sure. And it's like, this is this is the genius? Him and Kyle Shanahan are the geniuses. And I don't know the 49ers record, but they're not a good team. I feel like I'm pretty comfortable in saying that. So I, they're just throwing genius around. I was uh, out on McVay as soon as they didn't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like, you were the best just, offensive mind in the world, and you can't, you can't draw up one drive. You can't draw up one sequence of plays to score – like that Pat's defense was okay, but it's the Super Bowl. You got two weeks to prepare for this. Ridiculous. They got a field goal. Give, give the genius a little credit. Uh, he got them in field goal range once with Jared Goff, who was not a very good quarterback. I think it's fair to say. Um, I was going to say the McVay offense sort of tanking with time tracks because he got as far as you can get and he scored three points. That's tough, man. And now, man, I was talking up Wade Phillips that Super Bowl, and Wade Phillips did his part. The other team scored 13. If you hold Tom Brady to 13 points in the Super Bowl, you're like sick. Until you look across, and it's Jared Goff and Todd Gurley with one knee, and they have three points. So I didn't much care for that, no. Mm-mm. Um. Anyway, what you are the Patriots going to win the uh, division? I think Monday night matters a lot. Uh, Who they play? Buffalo in Buffalo. Ooh, um, that's a good one. May, maybe no Kyle Duggar. He has COVID. Uh, he leads the team in tackles. Another tremendous pick by GM Belichick. All right. Um, and it's Probably huge. Um, I think the winner of that game will probably get a bye. Um, but as confident as I am the Patriots, as much as I love the Patriots, as big of a homer as I am, I think everything's setting up for the Chiefs. No one's talking yeah. about them. And that's what you want. Uh, and I think they're mildly healthy. Their defense does kind of suck, but who cares? Uh, they're just going to score 50 points in a row in the playoffs. That's uh, the thing. It, as long as the defense kind of sucks, like early in the year, they outright, I think they were like 32nd, like dead last. If they're like 22nd, that's more than enough to compete yeah. with how good the offense is. 
So I can see Chief. I think the Ravens are still in that mix somehow because they have Devontae They're so Freeman. Lucky, though. They're, They're number one in the AFC. The Ravens are right now? Yeah. Oh, boy. If that if they get the number one seed, does, like Lamar has to get MVP. Like He has not a lot of help there on offense. No, it's just Hollywood and Mark Andrews. Ugh. And uh, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, any running back that was good in like 2014. Lamar Jackson's currently cooking with, but I could. T- how far are the Patriots back of the one team? Uh, one game. I think they win on Monday night. I think they'll get it by some weird tiebreaker or something. Do they? Patriots haven't played the Ravens. I don't think. Do no, they? We don't, they, the don't, they don't play the Ravens now. Hmm. Inter- okay, here we go. We're looking at the AFC standings. The Ravens eight and three, Patriots eight and four, Titans eight and four, Chiefs. And Bengals and Bills, seven and four. So the last, the Chargers are the last playoff team there. But there's there's a lot of teams in the mix at the bottom of the AFC. This is this is parody, and I don't like it. Like the Raiders could still technically get the one seed. They're they're just two games back. There's six games left. Colts six and six. Browns six and six. The Steelers are very unserious. Browns unserious. A lot of these teams are unserious, come to think about it. It's but weird that parody is bad. I think it stinks. I don't know why it, people want it. It was the same in college football. I've never – like this college football season, without Alabama and Clemson, it just hasn't really been – I mean, this past weekend was amazing. But, I was going to say, listen, if you're talking on the field, hey, maybe off the field, one of the best in years. Oh, man, it's still going. Speaking of, um, are, are you a college football yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Miami, a hurricane. Right? I'm a hurricanes guy. Michigan is like my second team, I guess. My brother's a Michigan guy. Um, but I love. It. I mean, the product on the field, I think, is just the best. What? Okay, so what say you of this coaching carousel? Like, does, is it Manny Diaz? Is he still employed? Manny Diaz is still employed. I think he will still be employed because we don't have an athletic director, and it's just such a whirlwind right now that, like, who the hell are we even gonna hire? Uh, Question, why don't you have an athletic director? We just fired him because he sucks. Okay. He sucks. Um, so you're hiring is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I want. I hope Damn, make a note. I will apply for the Miami athletic director <laughs> position. You should. You don't don't want to work in Miami. Miami. It's a corrupt city. I'll clean it up. That's what uh, they all say. I Next honestly you know think... you're face down in a pile of cocaine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> that the, the biggest impact the coaching carousel this year is going to have – is on NFL coaching salaries. Like if mm. Brian Kelly is getting nine and a half million dollars from Notre Dame and Oklahoma might be willing to give, you know, with Schefter carrying his water, True. Cliff Kingsbury, 10, 15, whatever, $12 million a year. Mm. If I'm Cliff, I just say, listen, you got to pay me like a quarterback. Like if I'm a run of the mill NFL coach, which is I think fair for Cliff Kingsbury, he doesn't suck, mm. he's not great. You got to get 10 million bucks or else why wouldn't you just go to college? I love I feel like he Cliff Kingsbury would be hustling backwards. Like he already wasn't good in college. We know you suck there. With he Pat Mahomes. With Pat Mahomes. Yeah, with Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield. Uh you made it. Like Arizona, do you have the NFC standings? I feel like uh Arizona was the Number one seed. Yeah. They may still yeah. So if, again, he's I'm still not buying in the the Kingsbury magic, but hey, listen, nine and two, they've been without Kyler Murray for they a couple won three weeks. Three games so, without Kyler Murray. Yeah, so I Salute, but 
I mean, he just got the best agent in the world. So salute to Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I think his agent might just be Adam Schefter. <laughs> like, would anyone be surprised? I feel like Schefter's like a law man. Like, he probably got some, uh, some contract law. Jam, do you see him at the law people uh, conventions? Schefter? Yeah, he's speaking uh, at the end of the semester. He's uh, We're giving him a banquet. <laughs> the Adam Schefter banquet, man. Uh, third annual? Is that right? Third? Fourth? Third annual. Yeah, this one is celebrating how... Uh, when you email a source and you're writing a story about them, you let them edit it. That's next level thinking. I think you have to call them Mr. Editor too. Yeah. You, yeah. That's part of, I believe that's a quid pro quo. Uh, best practices. To speak the, uh, the, the legal language, but okay. College football. So Lincoln, how much is Lincoln? Do we know? Like, I feel like I saw some of the details, but like per, is it like 10? It's gotta be cool. There was a report that was really crazy from a guy that I think doesn't have a lot of, I never heard of him. Um, and he said that he's getting, I think it was 11 and a half per year for 10 years, unlimited use of the private jet for personal reasons. Uh, they're buying both of his houses in Oklahoma for 500K above market value. They bought him a $6 million house in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, well, I think I got that right. Um, yeah, are you the guy? Are you real? <laughs> I Robert am. Robert have to rearrange as Nick Rudman. What the hell? Um, this report says parentheses not confirmed. So did this guy just make it yeah, up? This guy's full of shit. Yeah, but it's still fun. I to do talk. like the uh, best I could do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 110 million buying both of his homes. That's the because if I'm not mistaken, Brian Kelly got something similar. I don't know if they bought his old house or they gave him something towards a new house uh, in Baton in slash around Baton Rouge. So the getting is good right now. In this market, you're going to buy a home? You can't rent for a year to see if it's like the right fit? That feels like a bit of a stretch. Also, who the fuck is Lincoln Riley? I've never <laughs> heard of this man until three weeks ago. <laughs> well, one, whether it works out or not, you sign the 10-year deal, you get the buyout. So it can go, it can last six months. And if they fire this man, I'm sure they have to pay him 60, like a, a very good number, a very good portion of that 110. That's why I'm not tacking a home on top of that. Like you can, you yeah, can. That's why they the home two. <laughs> Listen, he had him by the balls, man. He he would have been stupid not to leave. I wonder if he was just saying he was like, I need to use the private jet like all the time, like to go to practice. And they were like, Yeah. He's like, about my house and my brother's house. And they were like, Yeah. And he was like, and a new house in L.A. They was like, Yes. What? Just sign your name. Um, and it worked. So Lincoln Riley is, he's pretty young. Like he's not. Like college football coaches, the ones people know are all like in their sixties, and Lincoln Riley is out thirty something. One of the younger ones. He seems like Cliff Kingsbury, but good. Correct. Thirty. Yeah. So thirty-eight, and he started what thirty-three at Oklahoma. So he it's like at thirty-two, thirty-three, he stepped into a tier A job, and then USC was like, "We're ready to blow all of that out of the water," and. One him what has Oklahoma right done in, since 2017? Have they been good? They, I think they, they've made the playoff. Scroll down. I think they've made the college football playoff every year. Have not won a game. But they get there. And they get there. You know what I mean? So They say he left because they're going to the SEC. Brilliant move. Brilliant move. I would like to salute Lincoln Riley for running from the grind. What, that's a, exactly self, what a self-own by Oklahoma. It's, yeah, here we go. So in his years, that twelve and two lost the Rose Bowl, twelve and two lost the Orange Bowl, twelve two lost the Peach Bowl, 
nine and two won the Cotton Bowl this year, ten and two, and will play in some out the Cotton Bowl. But Lincoln Riley is already like he was literally signing recruits the night this all got announced in USC gear. Like he's not playing around. Um, and this deserves two houses. You lose two games a year, and then you you win the Cotton Bowl. Like that's your biggest bowl win, and you're the getting paid getting private jet usage in USC. Jam thing about going into college football coach, and I see that look in your <laughs> eyes, man. I can promise a bunch of kids that I'm going to be in their lives forever, and then I'll be their uh, father figure, and then abandon them in the time of need. Listen, Oklahoma's hiring. I'll take I over eight in Miami. Oklahoma, though. I feel like that's kind of it's like why do you need two houses in Norman, Oklahoma? It's like because I live in Oklahoma. That's why I need two houses. They buy them both of them. So what, uh, Rudman? Who who's gonna take Oklahoma spot? Who steps in there? They're paying Bob Stoops three hundred and fifty grand to coach one game, uh, which is a pretty good gig. You know, a couple hours of work. Um, he didn't I really don't know. Work. It's <laughs> all the court, like it's the coordinators. It's, who, who else is really out there? Like Billy Napier was who Florida hired. Um, they paid Dan Mullen $12 million to walk away. Um, I do love the, uh, it's like, listen, these, anytime it's talk about like leaving either a big program or going somewhere, it's like, listen, man, they're not going to pay the, yes, they will. <laughs> this is literally all these college coach or all these programs do. They'll pay the buyout. They'll pay, who's, I think Willie Taggart, if I'm not mistaken, was getting paid from like three different schools at the same time. He probably still is. Yeah. Like I think like Oregon, Florida State and maybe South or something like that. Like college football is the way Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss was getting paid by, I think, Notre Dame some years. I think he still might be getting paid. Like, seriously, it was like. <laughs> a, I'm not kidding. Yeah. There's just so much money to give out. I don't know who gets Oklahoma. Um, they wanted my coach and Mark Stoops said, no, no, no. No, no, no. So they'll have to search elsewhere. I hope they enjoy poverty uh, because Mark Stoops is staying. Well, Notre Dame guy another seems year. awesome. What'd you say? The Notre Dame guy seems very cool. Yeah, I hope that it seems like they're going to, I guess, is that official? It's official. Marcus okay, Freeman. Okay, so I think Marcus, Marcus Freeman, Freeman, who was the defensive coordinator, uh, another young, I think he's in his 30s too, takes over Notre Dame, which salute to him, pretty good. Like when you following up Brian Kelly – feels like cake like jam are you familiar with brian kelly's uh work i i've learned about him recently um what'd you learn a hilarious story when he was in central michigan and he had two i forget the name the like two current uh nfl head coaches as graduate assistants and invited them to a party Mm -hmm. and he thought oh what a wonderful holiday party at brian kelly's house and then they just made he just made them shovel and park cars the entire night (laughs) Robert Salah and uh, Matt LaFleur, two current NFL head coaches, were those grad assistants. And they were both like, if we make it, we'll never be addicted to people like that guy. And by all accounts, both those guys are like good vibes all the way around. Uh, what else you learned about Brian Kelly? Uh, that he's he's never really won anything. Again, I don't understand. Since when has Notre Dame football been good? Notre Dame's been a joke for as long as I've been alive. Like, they got their you ass like, kicked in the national championship once. When yeah. was that? 2010? That was, uh, 2011? Alabama, right? Yeah, Manti Teo. Oh, yuck. 2012. Yeah. Um, that was vacated. I only honor uh, actual titles. You're not going to make it in Oklahoma, buddy. 
You better <laughs> you better get off the uh, your high horse with that. Um, these, I didn't know college football. You could just be mediocre for ten years and then get paid millions of dollars. But apparently, listen, that's more a, attention. That's the beauty of college football. Like the if you're looking at it as championship or bust, you're looking at it the wrong way. Because I'm telling, as a Kentucky fan right now, we've got nine games. We're probably going to go to like the Outback Bowl or something, and I am thrilled. Could not be happier. But if you asked, I think Clemson, Clemson might be nine and three. Also, they'll might play us in the Outback Bowl. They're furious because their expectations are championship or bust. You got to alter your expectations now. Notre Dame, I I don't scroll, zoom in there a little bit. Brian Kelly had a four and eight season. Is this Brian oh, Kelly? This is Brian Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, I don't remember. Yeah, his thing is like 10 wins, 4, 10, 12, 11, then 10 this year. But they pick all of their own schedule. Like Notre Dame just joined the ACC technically, and the ACC sucks uh, football-wise. So there's a lot about Brian Kelly's win percentage. He does win a lot of games, but I think he played – I think it was six of the games uh, he won this year. We're against teams that didn't make a bowl. He's going to LSU. Every team in the SEC West made a bowl game. Like, there are no nights off. There are no easy games. One team in the whole SEC did not make a bowl game, Vanderbilt, which is in the other division. So you're not even going to see them every year. You'll see them once every, like, three years. So, Brian, he is a good coach. There's no way around that. But I just think those expectations in LSU, like Notre Dame, they already – like they got their own channel. People the, 2016, still the 2016 team going four and eight is weird. There's really good players in that team. That's Ronnie I'll, Stanley, yeah, Will Fuller, Jalen Smith. Damn, I I swear I don't remember them just ever being four and eight. Yeah, Ronnie Stanley, Jalen Smith, good grief. They had what one, two, three, four, seven people in the top four rounds drafted, and they went four and eight. That's uh Ronnie Stanley hmm. has a deal with uh, Zappos, so he can wear whatever shoes he wants. That's pretty good. Pretty sweet. I kind of like that. Um, uh, are we going to gloss over Brian Kelly and the tragedy that was explicitly his fault by putting well, a kid in a tower? That's what I was going to see. If uh, Jam, did you read it? <laughs> Jam, did you uh, read the tragedy section? Per, did you, I didn't know if you got to that yet. I didn't realize Brian Kelly was the one responsible for sending that young man up there. Um, but he's been at Notre Dame for a while. Oh yeah. Um, let me tell you, some serious negligence. His tort liability is through the roof. I'm surprised he didn't get sued through the ass. Yeah. Like, um, that's that's absurd. He killed a boy. For the people under And then more, won only four games? Like, how do you, you neither can win games or kill a guy. You can't, uh, can't do both. I guess he. All right, unless you're Brian Kelly. Uh, <laughs> for people that are unfamiliar, this was, I don't know what, was it 26? It was, it was probably before that. Um, if you just like go to Brian Kelly's Wikipedia and type in murder or something, I don't know what the uh, horrible tragedy section. Yeah, um, it was 2011. Was it, wow, was it that long ago? Uh, so apparently there was like someone got to his Wikipedia page. Oh, he's yeah, from like, Everett, Massachusetts. How fun! <laughs> like 40, 50 mile an hour winds, and it was like, hey, it's unsafe, you know, for the kids to go up there and record the practice from high because they go up on like the scissor lift and record the practice. Like, hey, 40 mile an hour wins is probably not the best idea. Brian Kelly said, fuck that win. You send that kid up there. And what do you know? The kid died. And I I can't believe that it it just kind of went, just came and went. 
Just didn't matter. Yeah. He didn't it's, he didn't even fall off. The entire lift fell over. Like there was that amount of winds to knock over a piece of heavy machinery. Designed to not fall over. The point of the lift is to not fall over. And yeah. So he like in all seriousness, he killed a 20-year-old kid, uh Declan Sullivan. Um that's as Notre Dame as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, Notre Dame's at fault. Not uh that's what Brian Kelly said. Hey, I <laughs> I uh, somebody else signed my paychecks. They sent that young man up there. So we call enterprise liability. You're at fault for anyone you hire. Learn that in sports. Mm. So yeah. So what is this like? A set? I'm sure his family got some type of some millions. I hope, but whatever happened with that? They you had to have settled. They you they would never take that to court. But I'm sure they made and made him sign like an NDA probably. But Notre Dame was fined seventy seven thousand dollars for six safety violations. I don't know if they had to pay the family more, but that was their fine. Well, listen, it's a wonder they even kept the lights on. I saw their their endowments twelve billion dollars. So seventy seven thousand. That's really you tax that. That man. That's that's really a hunk of pie. Um, the so, father yes. of the deceased never considered suing because they loved Notre Dame too much. I hope that was part of the settlement that he had to, <laughs> had say. to say that. But to, to quote to quote Tyler, football is a disease. It's absolutely a disease. Um, and now the beauty of this is Brian Kelly is going from Notre Dame, where I just feel like if this same exact thing happened at LSU, I think it ends differently. I don't know how much like it's not like he goes to jail or anything, even if he should be there. Um, but I just don't like Brian Kelly succeeds on the like good coach. College football is so much more than that. It's off the field stuff like you have to know how to talk to the boosters. You got to know what to say in the press conferences. You got to know what to say to these parents. You got to know what to say to these kids. And at Notre Dame, a school where you literally have to pass calculus as a freshman, like that's just a requirement for everybody which is going to cut your athletic pool in half. So now he's going to LSU where he doesn't necessarily have to meet those standards. But with that, you can be talking to people and families and operating around fans that are going to expect nothing but like the ultimate success. And you in a division with Nick Saban. That's where it's like these two things just don't seem to jive. Um, I hope Notre does Dame him, wins it all now, though. That's really the only thing I'm hoping for. Does him being an asshole like affect recruiting, or people are just still going to go? It's LSU. I can go to LSU. I'm going to go there. I think people kind of like it. Like Nick Saban isn't a nice guy. He, Saban's not a nice guy. One, I don't think he makes any qualms about it. Two, when you ask him like press conferences, all that, it's like that I've seen. I don't think it's any clips of him like throwing players under the bus. Like he'll yell at you on the field. He'll cush like he'll whatever in the locker room, but when he gets in the press conference, he, hey, that was on. We lost. Put that on me. Brian Kelly is like, no, he dropped eighty-two. Smith, uh, he dropped the ball. That's the shit I don't think is gonna fly at LSU. For the whole point, it's like, listen, man, like I came here, but I could go anywhere. Like you go to Notre Dame, you grade-wise, you could go anywhere. But I don't know how many people are applying to like Notre Dame and Alabama. You know what I mean? But if you get into LSU, you probably got your pick of places and he don't get to pick 10 cupcake games every year he doesn't get the benefit if he goes four and eight at any point at lsu 
it might be a wrap. Like, it's not going to be that, hey, everybody gets one bad year. No. Not at LSU, you don't. Orgeron won a championship and had one less than good year. He was also very horny, I think it's fair to say. Overwhelmingly horny. But if he was winning games, nobody would care how horny he was. That's kind of how it goes. I don't think Brian Kelly's horny. I don't think he's ever been horny a day in his life. So I don't think they'll have to worry about that. But... I think they have to worry about literally everything else. I hear some clicking. I I I just discovered that uh, Brian Kelly's dad was a Boston politician, which is not a good sign for his uh, moral character. Brian Kelly also went went into politics before coaching, which lets you know, you know what I mean? He's he's a cop. He worked for (laughs) a press agent for Gary Hart's presidential campaign in 1988. I don't know if there's any political buffs out there, but that guy's campaign got sunk because he the picture of a sexy lady sitting on his boat and the name of the boat was Risky Business came out. Uh, <laughs> Fire name for a boat. Right, I got to call it like I see it. It's a great name for a boat. Um, and uh, maybe Brian Kelly's the one who leaked the photo. That seems like a very Brian Kelly <laughs> thing to do. Like this is. Like LSU, when LSU won the championship, Odell got in, tr- in trouble for like walking in and handing out hundred dollar bills and slapping the referees on the ass and all that. That just seems like not stuff Brian Kelly will permit. Which, if you win, you permit what you want. But if Ole Miss had a good team, Alabama's there until Saban's not. Um, I just don't know. Oh, that's who goes to Oklahoma, Lane Kiffin. I could see that Lane Kiffin does nothing but finesse his way into much better jobs. He's the best. He's one of the better trolls in the country. He just posted uh, the the license plate of a truck the other day uh, with just Louisiana State tags on it before LSU had made a coaching hire. So he's playing the game the right way. I'd heard Kiffin. I'd heard Brent Venables, who's the defensive coordinator at Clemson. Neon hat guy. Big neon hat guy. Um, He used to work at Oklahoma, so there's something there. But he also has had a million chances to be a head coach and keep saying no. But Oklahoma's different than 98% of the other jobs you're going to get offered. He's got to have some weird relationship with Dabo to have not left by now. Listen, I thought Dabo might go to no. Dabo is Mr. Jesus. He's. I don't think he's Catholic, but he's. It's all. It's under the same umbrella. but no, nah, Dabo probably stay. Venables would be interesting, but I just know they didn't get Mark Stoop. So somebody's organization fell apart and is looking for a coach. Not mine, though. Y'all be cool. Who uh, is there any? I think that's the biggest one, like the biggest gig left. Just a few more. I guess you like USC, I I think they nailed it. Like I they paid a lot, but Lincoln Riley has already flipped, I think, like two or three recruits from Southern California. For the the quarterbacks he's had since he's been at Oklahoma are Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. He just had Spencer Rattler, who was supposed to be, who was projected to be the number one pick coming into this year. It didn't work out. So you replace him with five-star number one recruit Caleb Williams. He's already got the number one quarterback from Southern California next year. So he has been in and around Southern California He's young enough. He's better than Sarkeesian, Clay, anybody they've had since then. So that feels like a win. LSU, to be determined. 
to be determined. Um, Link has the Oklahoma kids transferring too. Oh yeah, like the commits and the current players. He, I felt like he was basically like, "I'm going out here and I got room on the plane." And like whoever gets it on the plane, to be a huge Oklahoma fan right now. It would, for many reasons, it would suck to be a big Oklahoma person. (laughs) Kiffin would be. I don't think they'll do it, but Kiffin would be magnificent. Um, But alas, okay, that was what number three. Okay, one or two, Jam, pick a number. Two. What the hell is going on with NS Freedom? Oh God. I heard you had boots on the ground. And on top of that, I have photographic evidence of you starting the standing ovation when the NS Freedom went on the court. Why? I, I was there. I was cheering. Um, I bet you were. It was a loud ovation. It lasted many minutes. My God. Um, he's such an asshole. I just... <laughs> <laughs> You're saying Freedom is an asshole, man? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, a lot of good tweets getting off when, when you talk about freedom. Um, you know, Embiid hates freedom. Um, not a good debut for freedom. There's a lot of good uh, fun times, but man, it's just, he's such, I believe I said this last week, uh, before he changed his name to freedom, he is an attention whore. Like he no, is. No, that doesn't track. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. He is apparently signing Freedom as his autograph, um, like calling kids onto the court so he can sign their things and just write the word Freedom. Um, I have heard some stories that like the Celtics did this whole video where like the whole team was like chanting Freedom. And then he immediately turned to the videographer and was like, you got to send that to me. I got to get that on camera. (laughs) Can you tag me in that on the gram? It's just he's like he and he the worst part of it, he has no idea how big of an asshole he is. Like he's like such an attention grabbing dude. I'm all like if he was just a guy who was completely kind of like a run of the mill third round or third string center and came out and was like, I have this strong belief and I don't like like the Turkish government or the Chinese government, and I'm gonna change my name to freedom, and he had no past about it. Oh, it's a pretty interesting political take. I'm for it. But like he's in his canter and you can't escape the fact that he's been an asshole. He's in his freedom. And his canter freedom, like there's this entire body of work that's existed before this name change. And then for him to go on Tucker Carlson and say, you shouldn't complain about freedom or you shouldn't complain about America because you have a lot of freedom. <laughs> Buddy, that's you have the freedom to complain. That doesn't make any sense. And Tucker Carlson was like, I agree 100%, which would let you know you're in the wrong (laughs) off the bat. And he said, The good thing is that he backs it up on the court, though. Like, (laughs) a a guy can talk all the talk he wants, but when he backs it up on the court, what can you really say? You should see the Celtics rebounding percentage with Ennis on the court. It's through the roof. The guy can get a rebound and then miss a layup and then get that rebound and then miss a layup and then get that rebound. And that's why this country is great because he has the freedom to choose. To do just that as many times as he liked. He said he's a human rights guy, and there's a thin but huge line between human rights and politics. What does that mean? I uh, don't know. Did no did no one follow? I feel like this is your job, Jam. You're the media. You dropped the ball here. So what the fuck does that mean? Uh 
Jam, underdog sports. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I was in class during his press conference, but I was pretty pissed off at all my media brethren for not following up and going, can you explain the small but huge line comment and uh, <laughs> how you separate human rights and politics? How I'm curious, and maybe you, I don't know if you can say, please say, uh, legit, how do, like, what do his teammates think about this? I have no idea. Like, he's, I think they're like friendly with him because they're like, he's a teammate. But like, I also think it's kind of like, oh, that's just Ennis being Ennis. He's the same guy who like calls reporters over to his uh, locker to just like tell him about his latest charity work or like, I don't know. I don't know if they necessarily take him seriously as a political actor. Oh, because he doesn't not. do politics. No. Huge line. No, no. Thing, there's, huge an, line. there's an enormously minuscule line in between uh, politics and basketball. I just want, like, again, not that it would make them, like, passing the ball or anything, but it's just one of those, like, dude, again, like, seriously? We're, like, 20 games in, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you still going to be doing this, like, as we compete, like, push for the playoffs at the All-Star? Are you just getting this out of your system? Or I don't think he's done. I don't feel like he's – he just doesn't seem like the – oh, no, I've, I've said all I need to say. I'm done here. I feel like there will be more change his name things. again 20 games from now. Freedom, freedom. The double fans freedom. would love it. Man, they're double standy, though. <laughs> Is he uh, – can you confirm any reports that he's going to run out there with uh, the American flag next game like Hacksaw Jim Duggan? I'm shocked he didn't do it in game one. I'm shocked he doesn't have like a tattoo across his face. I think he should get to play the game with a bald eagle on his arm. <laughs> on just perched um on his arm. Hey oh. man, if he could if he he shut down Joel Embiid, so I'm I'm happy with him. Oh you, listen, what we're not gonna do, this is Al Horford erasure. Um <laughs> they did it yeah. together. Horford and Freedom, arm in arms, just as we always <laughs> wanted. <laughs> A strong I Dominican has, man and a strong American man, uh, arm in arm. Now, what'd you say, Rob? He's always been like kind of like a, it's like a weirder guy. Um, Definitely. Not been afraid to sort of speak his mind. But doesn't this feel like a little, a bit out of nowhere with just how intense it is and all the time it is? Like he just, re- like you were saying, he really hasn't stopped. It kind of makes me think, and I was saying this before we start recording that I have some takes running this. Mm. He's getting paid by the State Department. To just like never, hey, Nez, like we know you love, like I think he does love America for real, mm. legit reasons. Like he had a, Definitely. you know, his turkey calls him a terrorist or whatever, try to lock up his family. A, a literal enemy of the state. Totally. So I think, uh, I don't want to go too out in the weeds. Uh, the CIA says, hey, Inez, uh, we know that you love America. We will pay you to never shut the fuck up about it. You see it. And oh, what do you know? U.S. citizenship just this past Monday. I'm just, I don't know who's paying him, but he's on payroll. I don't think there's a doubt. Some some organization with letters, known only by letters, is funding this. And that's where it's like, what's what's the end? I guess, I, what's the end goal? Like, you just keep saying, th- like, we you wanted attention. We're looking at you. Now what? And it's just going to be, uh, uh, I don't like LeBron James. Okay. Um, I just don't know the the end game. You know, it's interesting. Uh, on the in the Tucker interview, uh, Tucker said, "Hey, you know, your teammates are signed to that same company. Uh, anything weird going on there?" And Inez didn't really have a great answer. He was like, "Oh, I don't know. They get it." Wow, Inez doesn't have a great answer. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't believe that it's like disingenuous of him. Like, I don't think there's foul play here. I just think he's 
not very smart. <laughs> like, I don't know whether or not. Well, here's like, the thing. He's the one saying, he's like, I don't think LeBron James is very smart. I can educate him. I was like, ah, I don't. Uh, hmm. The guy who dodged LeBron James when they had an opportunity to confront him while wearing <laughs> his face on his shoes. You see, Cannon was like, actually, he dodged me. It's like, bro, you was talking shit. What do you mean? Like, what? <laughs> The onus is on you, Ennis. Um, I don't know what he's on. How bad but, did Adam Silver want him to shut up? Listen, Adam Silver opened the slippery slope. David Stern would have had his ass back in Turkey uh, weeks ago. David Stern is rolling over in his grave at this. At what his David Stern had Erdogan on the phone saying, "Get this guy out of here." This, oh boy, I'm hearing that Ennis Cantor was on the flight logs of no. Um, we're looking at a picture of formerly formerly Ennis Cantor holding up some Boston Eleven jerseys with Clinton. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What number did Kyrie Irving wear? Number 11. And okay. Ennis, being the big buffoon he is, in his opening press conference said, I'm here to wear number 11 so no one else will, which is exactly what Kyrie said in his Nike commercial when he promised to come back to Boston. When does Ennis get his Nike commercial, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked the number 11 trolling when he signed. I feel like that's always the thing. People, he's funny in small doses. Yeah, you you like him. If, hey, I like, he speaks his mind. He's not cookie cutter. And then Game 26, you're like, oh, my God, I wish he would just stop saying things. And not even like a shut up and dribble type stop saying things. But it's like, like, really, dude, what's the. Uh... <laughs> I don't this know. is I Ennis just... with known worn criminal John Bolton. <laughs> I was going to say, I can tell by his mustache. This guy's up to no good. I don't even know who this, who is John Bolton. He's the worst. He's like responsible for every war we've been in the last 20 years. <laughs> I With that, again, with that stash. That guy looked very devious. Loves he's very like a pro torture guy. He's like, he was like in the camp of torture. Uh, that was his thing. He has his boys with Kushner too. Listen, that shows Adam you he's Silver's not political. He's just a whore. Like it's different. He doesn't care what party you come from as long as he can take a picture with you, then say his speech on human rights, and yeah. then. Put his thing on Twitter. Yeah, shit on LeBron James and then get uh, four points, three re uh, rebounds, and be a negative 12 in 10 minutes of gameplay. Um, One thing I do respect about uh, Freedom, just an absolute joke thief on Twitter. We'll just copy oh, and paste yeah. other people's jokes and post it shamelessly. Like, Oh, that's, the, that's worse than any of this war crime business. <laughs> I didn't know he was a – oh, he's he like Peyton Manning's head or uh, – Phil Werrell, the, the old like a fake Will Ferrell accounts. This is nasty work. It's not surprising though. Like, no. it's just he wants the retweet. He's in it for the retweets. I mean, like, so am I, man. I'm never going to copy and paste. I'm never going to pose for pictures with John Bolton, but I'm, I am <laughs> looking say for the retweets. <laughs> Speaking of uh, just complete negatives on the court, this Kimball Walker stuff, man. It's tough. Sad. It's tough. Uh, there was a tweet from, I think it was Fred Katz. Do you have that just on the, basically why Kimba's just being benched? Uh, here we go. It says a statistical sum, uh, summary of why the Knicks are pulling Kimba Walker from the rotation. Knicks have the best defense in the league when he's on the bench, 99 defensive rating, and we're dead last, 116 defensive rating when he's on the floor. 27th in offense with him playing, ninth with him off. My question, like, what's Kimba's role? Like, not even for the Knicks. What is Kimba's role anymore? Like, I, I, I don't know. 
he can still clear like he can clearly shoot. I feel like there's probably NBA minutes for him somewhere. But if you're like trying to make the playoffs and win and play like on both sides, I I don't know. It just feels like the wheels fell off fast, which sucks. He's, he's, I, he's, there is no role for him because he can't play off ball. Like it's not yeah. like he's going to spot up in the corner and anyone's going to like respect him that way. He has to create his own shot and hit pull-ups and he can't finish and can't get to the rim. So you just guard his three-point shot. It did. It fell off pretty quickly. That, but why Why can't he spot up in the like – what's – because, again, like you said, if he's like your point guard, he's not a threat to get to the rim. He's a, I feel like he's a decent passer. He's fine, but he's not going to – you're not just going to, like, run pick and rolls and tell him to spray the ball across the court. Clearly not a defender, but he's a nice guy and can shoot. Like, I, I just don't – where does that – I don't know where that leaves him. He is nice. And quite, like, by all accounts, just the, the anti, anti-freedom uh, Kimball Walker. <laughs> Great smile. Tremendous smile. Uh, I had a question about the stat. Is it, Jam, if if you go on an NBA team and get in a rotation, they're guaranteed to have the dead last defense in the NBA? Absolutely. Definitely. You you can make that much of a difference just by you yourself fucking up? I mean, I'm pretty good at defense, but I just wouldn't know the the schemes immediately. Uh, But, yeah, That's what would stop you. (laughs) Well, I just don't know if – are we going with a drop? Are we switching everything? <laughs> the, X yeah, and the, are the, the X and the O's are the problem for James' defense at the NBA. <laughs> the problem is that I would be the shortest player on the roster uh, no matter – me and Kemba I'm, – I'm taller than Kemba Walker. I know that for a fact. But, um, yes, I would be uh, instantly trounced. It would be bad news bears all around. We would also have the worst offensive rate in the league. Probably I guess so, I didn't know that man. one player could really sink a team defense that badly. That's where I think it's – I mean, anytime you get into the uh, the nerd numbers, of course, um, he cl- like he's clearly not having that much impact. But I do think it's something too. Like if the like the first person the other team encounters, every single time they know they can either just get past him or just walk him into a screen and he's out of the play, or if he ends up anywhere close to the post, you take him. To, like there's just no, you can't hide him from anybody. So that where it feels like. Okay, if he's – you said a pick at the top of the uh, play, at the top of the key, he's out of it. Every single thing after that is people rotating to scramble for him. You're going to get an open shot. So to some extent I can see that. The offense kind of surprised me though. But, again, it makes sense if you know the guy with the ball, if he's not shooting a three, he's not really going to do a whole lot else. So I can, I can stay home on Randall or Barrett or Burks or whatever because you don't need to be that tall to – Contest his shot. That's just the game. And the second question I ask about Kim, but did Michael Jordan get something right? Not intentionally. He's just being cheap. He was being cheap first, and he happened <laughs> to get it right. It's not his process was not good. His results were great. I don't. He ended. Wouldn't it a sign and trade for Terry? Technically, right? Yes, sir. It's nasty work, man. Imagine if you guys had a guy like Terry Rozier, just a point guard. This. Not crazy over the past couple of years. Terry did his damnedest in his final season in Boston to make sure he wasn't coming back to Boston. I feel like it might have been mutual. Uh, like I don't oh, disagree, was. but yeah, I feel like I feel, I feel like it was mutual. But I'll be damned. Like Jordan, they didn't offer Kimba the max, which was the right choice. I thought they should have traded him at the. De- I thought that was the error, not just not tra- for what players picks whatever. Ended up getting Rozier, but at the dead, if nobody just knew. Just, 
like Kimba just don't have knee tendons anymore, or whatever it is. And it also doesn't seem like what he has is like recover. Like he just needs the rest of the season off. It just feels like it's he had a good run. He played a lot of ball, like what, three, four years of college and nine, 10 years. And like he had a good run, but it's just like, damn, is this how it you went to New York and everybody was happy for him coming home? And I don't know. Why can't this happen to freedom is what I'm asking. <laughs> why can't he go outside like this? Because he doesn't have to be athletic at all. He's, in fact, actively not athletic. And moving mm-hmm. his feet is not part of what makes him a somewhat decent basketball player. No. You got that, was another thing, that was another thing about NS. He was like, I was talking to Ime, and I said my political statements, you know, that's the reason I'm not playing. And I told him that, and I played every game since. Doesn't mention that uh, it directly coincided with Rob Williams being hurt. And, like, there was a glaring. <laughs> of course not. Of course, no, no, I strong-armed him into the rotation. And uh, Also, weird never, thing to say, even if it's true, like maybe don't a show up to coach. A very bizarre thing to say. Uh, Ime is a political coward. He does not deserve me alone. I'm the coach of this team, really. Um, out on freedom. In on, yeah, I just don't, it's like it sucks for the, him to even be in the position like Tibbs just has to be like, he's out of the rotation. Like, not we're cutting his minutes, not we're moving him to the bench, like he's just out of the rotation. And I don't, who trades for him at this point? I just like I just don't. Is he just glued to the bench for the rest of the year? That it's a dirty game. He still gets paid, so it's it don't cry for him too much. But man, oh man, Brad Stevens looks pretty smart getting him out of there for and getting all right. All right, yes for for Al uh, Embiid stopper Horford. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Horford's having a heck of a season. He should be all first team all defense. All right, all right. <laughs> I love That's- you. You uh, signed up for a podcast where you had to hear Patriots propaganda to start, and now Celtics propaganda. Listen, I clearly have a type. Like I, I just love the pain. <laughs> clearly, um, no NBA. We every single team as of this recording, every single team has played at least twenty games, except the Spurs. The Spurs have played nineteen games. The Pelicans, I think, have played twenty-four. Like I, I just, I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. We're looking at the standings right now yeah spurs are six and 13 pelicans are six and eight like they've just played a full five more how does that work like last year i get it because you know games getting canceled pushed back with positive tests and all that this year in the same amount of time five games that i don't not to defend david griffin but damn it's kind of injustice that freedom is fighting against that's exactly what he's fighting against. Um, speaking of David Griffin, does Zion Williamson ever play basketball in New Orleans again? No, and he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should sign a big fat extension and never play again. The Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, what was the uh, – um, do you have that tweet? Can you find that tweet of whatever – because I saw it like right before we went on. He said his foot is sore. Feels like a problem for a man who weighs upwards of 300 pounds. Yeah, forget playing for New Orleans. Is he going to play, period? Yeah, here we go. Uh, Pelican Zion Williamson experienced a slight delay in rehab due to soreness in his injured right foot. Team is optimistic it is not serious, but will dial back his ramp up in approximately a week. What is Now, what does this last sentence mean? 
we're gonna dial back his ramp up, but not for a week. Like this for the next six days, he's going hard. But in day seven, we're scaling it back. I don't, I don't know think what he, that means. That makes Sam's no just sense. Co- he just copy and pasted whatever the team sent him and then put it in a tweet. I mean, that's the game, but it, I feel like that's kind of the whole point. Like since the beginning of the year, even before, Zion was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm playing open today," and then the Pelicans were like, "Man, we forgot to tell y'all he definitely broke his foot and had some surgery over the year. He'll uh, he might be back." And it's like, okay, he's ramping it up. It was tape of him just not looking in basketball shape. Which I think is fair, but I also heard that tape got leaked. Like that probably shouldn't have been out there. That felt like nasty work. But I just I don't know if he played. Like wh- why would he play this year? Again, this team is six and eighteen. They're not going anywhere. A right like it's, it's not like his, his right wrist or something. Something he can kind of play with. He's gonna be going up and down on that foot for a long time. Like would I just don't know why he would play this year. We're quarter of the season done. Love of the game, you know. Just, mm-hmm. He needs to hoop next to Josh Hart and uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yes. That's exactly what uh, Pelican's guy in my mentions is going to say. He told me, he's like, why are you not talking about Jonas Valance Jonas going seven for seven from three? I was like, because I'm not watching the fucking Pelicans. Jonas so did have 39 the other day. A big game hey, for Jonas. Salute. And I feel like I think they were like, Two and twelve at one point, so I feel like they're playing a little bit better than they were. But six and eighteen, man, like that, there you wouldn't rush him back anyway. He's the franchise. Second, it's a foot injury for a big guy, and three, the team's just not going anywhere. I just don't. I don't think he plays this year. I saw something about Zion. I mean, I've I've been down on Zion and his health, uh, like you guys. You're a fat uh, shamer. You know, yeah, I get it. It's the walk too. Uh, the the walk yeah. has thrown me off since college, but uh, I saw something that made me feel even worse about him. What kind of car? Zion, what kind of car do you think Zion drives? Dodge Stratus. I'm gonna go. It feels like one of those like he had it in high school and just kept it. I'll go a Kia Optima. So I would not shame him if he was driving some small shitty car like Alfred Morris famously did for years. Mm-hmm. He drives a tricked out Chevy Raptor, which is like a weird, ugly pickup. You can pull it up. It's uh, yeah, I want to see exactly. I want to see the tricked out part too, and the Raptor part. You pull, yeah, Chevy Raptor Zion. If you search it, you'll you'll get his his matte oh. black jacked up pickup truck, uh, with the lights on top, and the custom embroidered Z and the headsets. Which I I, I have no problem with the custom embroidery. Is it? Um, this is his itself. particular car. This is his car. Yeah, this is his actual that's, one. Dale Earnhardt. That's like a three. That's not the car of a guy that's going to lose a lot of weight anytime soon, I don't think. <laughs> that's no. a big Haas car. That's a guy. Right? That's a big man's car. <laughs> yeah, they, they won't even sell that to you unless you're 260. Let's dance. Like let's dance. Yeah. I'm, oh, from, God. From his fashion taste to this, I was all in on Zion going into the draft. How many now flies I, are stuck between these seats? <laughs> what what Cheeto crumbs are going on here? Wow, we're really just I just going hard on the fat shaming, but uh, the problem is he's a professional athlete uh, and his foot sore because he's so fat. I'll I'll say it. I will even then listen. You could Jokic was making first team All NBA when he was fat, so you could still. I don't think anybody cares about that, but I th- felt like people care when you keep one not playing. And two, lying about when I don't, and I don't think it's him per se lying. I put that. I think that's more on the Pelicans than on him. But yeah, that's not a. Uh, 
that's a troubling uh troubling vehicle i don't think a lot of slender people drive that car no but what is he trans- all that suspension to handle his weight just getting in all right <laughs> what, is, what is he transporting a new like gumbo does he just keep like Po' boys uh, in the back? No, no more fat shame. There's actually an enormous tire in the back of the bed. You can't put anything else in it. His decision. Why get a pickup truck then? That's just a stupid vehicle. Would it? Hey Zion, man, I got to move, man. Can you bring the Raptor over? Like, yeah, I got you. Well, you're not asking Zion. He got a bum foot. He can't help you move. Um, can't help you win basketball games either. No, you know who else can't help you win basketball games? Donovan Mitchell. And I, this really pains me to say, um, if you'll pull up that video from this most recent postseason, uh, it was a video when they played the Clippers and a man in the stands, pretty, he just gave out free game, just told the entire world how to shut down Donovan Mitchell. Turns out it really not that hard. This is from... Tomer Azerly, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, says there's a Clippers fan screaming essentially to tell Ty Lue and the players to take away Donovan Mitchell's right hand and they'll win the series. Can we get a, a, just a taste of him screaming at the top of his lung? Hey, Rich, how are you? That's him. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. I think it's plain and clear. Um, no, he was just telling them to take away Donovan Mitchell's right hand and they win the series. Fun fact, after that video, in the three games after, Donovan Mitchell shot 27 for 72 from the field, and they lost all three games. I listened. I'll say that, and I'll also say this, and I, this one hurts me too. The Jazz have lost seven games this season. 14 and seven, I believe. Yeah, 14 and seven. When Donovan Mitchell takes 20 shots or more, they are six and six. When he takes less than 20 shots, they are eight and one. You want to guess how many shots he's averaging on the season? Rubman, you want to go first? 25. Jam? 22. Right over 20. So I have to wonder, does Donovan Mitchell just not care about team success? He's shooting 32% from the three-point line. It's the most threes he's ever taking, and he's making the fewest of them by far. Got to wonder if he's a team cancer. I think it's too too soon people, to say. Do people think he's happy there? Like he's got to be the next disgruntled star, right? I feel like that was kind of the. He's getting really twenty shots a game. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't he be happy? Yeah, he, he's listen, they're winning. He's he's missing a lot of shots. He's not getting to the free throw line nearly as much as he was, which is always a good sign for uh, an athletic guard. And he gets no blame. Like they just kind of decided he was. You know, Dwayne Wade, and then he finished seventh in the uh, was that the FIBA games, and then they just made Dwayne Wade the literal part owner to keep him from leaving. And I gotta wonder, do they want him gone? Right? Maybe we're thinking about Donovan Mitchell wants out. Maybe they want him out with these shabby numbers. You play next to Rudy Gobert, though, you're not going to get blamed for anything because everyone's going to like you compared to Rudy. Unless you're an analytics nerd, and then you're just like, Rudy Gobert is the best thing that's ever happened to defensive basketball since Bill Russell. And this is what's really upsetting me, because it's like, listen, Rudy Gobert, 
Like, you know what he's going to do. He's doing the same things he's done for the last five years. Mitchell's stinking it up and shooting them out of games. Like, they're third in the West, but are they – it feels like a a tier between the Suns, Warriors, whatever order you have them, and then the Jazz third. We're looking at the shot chart right now, and it's – folks, it's gruesome. He just takes a lot of shots, and he doesn't make a lot of shots. Yep, all losses when he's shooting. Yeah, that's bad. No, it's, it's too bad. It's too bad, really. Duncan Robinson can't shoot anymore. Like, up is down and down is up. Has Duncan Robinson that... not been good since signing us here? No. Look up uh, look up Duncan Robinson's numbers. If you, I just saw one of the graphics where last night, I think he, he didn't make a single shot. Like, not from the three, not from the field, not from nowhere. He is taking nine threes a game this year and hitting 32% of them after hitting 41 and 45% of his threes the previous two years. In a completely unrelated matter, he just got $90 million this offseason. I was going to say, he got the same money as the Latvian guy in D.C. His uh, name is Berton. He got more than Bertans. Yeah. More. He got Bertans got 80. Duncan Robinson Bertans is doing bad this year, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so is Donovan Mitchell. Let's just not forget that Donovan Mitchell is also stinking it up. Give me the uh, standings one more time, if you could. Okay, so quarter of the way through the season. Before we get out of here, I need I need a take. Like, what's a t- something you think is going to sustain? Something you think is not going to sustain? Because we finally have enough. The nerds say we have enough sample size to project some things for. Rudman, hit me. Zach Lowe got a lot of shit, I think, for saying that he liked the Dallas Mavericks to actually do something. They're the four seed. They're kind of doing something. I like they the Mavericks. Stick. Wrong take, Rudman. They have a minus point differential. Their numbers with Luka on the court are like their defense is categorically awful. They're a bad basketball team. Get his ass. <laughs> I was on this. I was on this before the year. People were picking Luka to be MVP. People picking the Mavericks to win the West. No, the Mavericks are awful. The Mavericks are a, not a good team. Look at this. Minus. Minus. I don't know what the number is. It's a stat, but it's minus for the Mavericks. Bad, 11 and 9. Just because the Western Conference is all uh, crap in the middle, just because they're in the fourth seed. No, Mavericks are bad. The whole you want, everyone you want after to take, the, the Mavericks Warriors. aren't that bad. They're the fourth seed. Yeah, but it's what, two games between four and like 10? That's just. That's Kristaps Porzingis. Again, knock on wood. He's been playing well, but that's – oh, he's out for two weeks, and you are the 10 seed all over again. They're a game up over the Timberwolves and the Trailblazers. Like, are we going to say the Trailblazers and Timberwolves are good if they I'll win this that. weekend? I'll never say that the Timberwolves are good. That's a fair point. I won't say the Timberwolves are good either. I want them to be good, but, like, no, the Mavericks stink. Bad take, Rudman. <laughs> Oh, all right, Jam, your turn. What's your take? Oh, that's a doozy. Um, I My takes the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the number one seed in the East. Oh, um, way to go out on a limb. Yeah, that's uh, – Get his I ass, think, Rudman. Do what he I did mean, to I mean, it's just It's so boring that there's really nothing for me to say. You know, the Warriors are pretty good too. The Not as good as the Suns. I think the Suns are going to finish with a better record than the Warriors. Okay. That's uh... – a. They're tied, so it's not uh... based entirely on one game that they played recently, and the Suns won. 
or Steph Curry shot like three for 17. Kind of, it's kind of suspect. It was four for 21. And you know how I know? Because I picked him to make more than five and a half threes. And he had literally his worst shooting night ever. The rest of the team had a, delivered a pizza to him in Phoenix. And then it was me. I, that was the floor. problem. I delivered it, but it, it looked so good. I ate the pizza. He didn't even eat it. He just stunk. I'm upset. I don't know if you can say anything about the NBA. Look, like the the Western Conference the nerds is entirely can, Which side is it? There's a thin but very thick line in between politics and analytics. <laughs> there is like between the Bucks to the 76ers, like three through 11, Wizards to 76ers, not a lot of separation. I have no idea what's going to happen. I think the teams are just going to beat up on each other. And like at some point, someone's going to separate themselves, but no one has this point. Like any of the teams in the East who are below the Nets, I can imagine being the two seed. Like there's no, I haven't seen anything definitive. They're like, this team's much better than that team. Other than Milwaukee, who's won like their past eight games when they finally got healthy. But I, was, I think that's the, I, in whatever order, I think Bucks and those are the two best teams. Bulls are still in the mix. Like I saw, there are what five, okay, five teams in the top 10 in offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating. Warriors, Suns, Jazz, Bulls, and Heat. Now, the Nets are close, but no cigar. So, I don't like, are those the, the numbers? Say those would be the five best teams. But I, I just don't know about the Heat. I'm still just not, like, this is what I feel like. I didn't think they were a very deep team. I still don't think Markeith Morris has played since he got pushed in the back, which <laughs> kind of feels underreported. I know Bam just, I don't tore something or is having surgery for something. He's out for multiple weeks. So I, this is where it's like, okay, do they have the depth? I know Jimmy Butler's been in and out. You're a Heat guy, aren't you, Rudman? Uh, I'm not a Heat guy. I'm a Celtics guy. Like I said, you're a heat guy, aren't you, Rudman? <laughs> I actually, I do. I mean, I live in Miami. Uh, I do. I, so they have cool jerseys. I like. The, I like their jerseys. No, they don't. Their jerseys stink. I'm no, I don't. Like the Miami, I don't. I don't like the Miami Vice jerseys. I like the classic Miami Heat jerseys. Just the regular uh, old Timmy Hardaways. You know who I'm shorting is I'm shorting the Atlanta Hawks because your boy John Collins just invested in our competitor. Mm, I'll how, talk to him about that. How dare he? Thank I'll you. talk to him about. That. I didn't know we had competition. Ooh, good. We stand alone. That's right. <laughs> Jay Packer, company I'm, man. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll do great on his investment. Baby boy of the week. Baby boy of the week. Rubman, it's time for baby boy of the week. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Will Levis, the quarterback of my beloved Kentucky Wildcats. I think we've got a little tape. Um, from William, I'm just going to describe it so the people listening. He got the ball. He's a quarterback. He got the ball. Oh, he's running. He's running. He's running. Juke. Guy's on the ground. Whoop. Another guy on the ground. He hopped completely over his head. He hopped completely over his head and then talked some shit. This was the last highlight of the game. He. I don't think he played much of the fourth quarter. Now, before this, he had four rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. And the thing that's so good about these rushing touchdowns is after every single touchdown, he would look right into the, the Louisville fans, the cheerleaders, all of it, and then count them on his hand. 
one and then one and two and th- you know how numbers go and so on and so <laughs> forth um it was sequential eh yes uh whatever law boy whatever whatever you say man uh but will levis is the baby boy of the week threw for four touchdowns his first game kentucky rushed for four his most recent game against the rival and he talked shit and he threw the l's down like i don't know if you guys are familiar louisville's thing is they throw l's up for louisville the l stands for louisville um and so when you beat louisville which we've done quite a bit these past couple years you throw the l's down and will levis did that after every single time four times all the l's were down hey 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 now what's this why are we bringing up old shit what's this uh no will he's he ate a, a rotten banana whole peel and all he put some mayonnaise in his coffee and drank it you could do whatever you want when you're scoring four touchdowns against the rival. That's what I say. So, Will Levis, baby boy of the week, you're doing great, Will. You're doing great. Rudman, do we have any uh, new competitions or things I can definitely tell these people to lose some money on? There's got to be something. Yeah, we got some new stuff. You know, it's, I had a weird premonition baby boy of the week was going to be Will Levis. I really I, I saw it coming a mile away. Good. Uh, you, you know who could have been baby boy of the week? Hit me. It could have been Mac Jones if he had no. stayed committed to Kentucky. If he would, yes. See, and that's what he missed out on. So he, you go to Alabama, you win the rings, you get first-round draft pick, all this stuff. You become Offensive Rookie of the Year probably. Rookie. He could be MVP. He'll never be Baby Boy of the Week. I hope it was worth it, Mac. He could have been Baby Boy of the Decade, honestly, if he just like, really balled out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. Who do you think the Baby Boy of the Decade's been? What, 10 to – are we going 10 to 20 or are we going like – 20 to 30 like we can I do both though, like anytime from 2010 till now best baby boy since 2010 oh gosh there's been a lot of disappointing baby boys like anthony right. davis and carl anthony towns mouth, right? like you don't know how i'm sorry as far works. as like elite baby boys go anthony davis and carl anthony towns are like whatever you're gonna have to mute this boy andy davis listen in that time span, he won a college championship, a pro championship, and an Olympic gold medal. I feel like that's right, not he's the... Sort of, he's, uh, he's, sort of, he's sort of packed it in. And he's like, I don't know, what is he, 26? Why is that? That's a bad thing now? <laughs> I guess it's kind of cool. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You accomplish everything you want to, signing a contract well into your 30s while you're into your 20s, getting your way to L.A., and then completely stopping trying. Anthony Davis is the baby boy of the decade. You've made the case for him. And you're doing great, Anthony. What do we got competition-wise? Do I get to give a baby boy that's a Kentucky guy? No, you do. Oh, if he's a, he has to be a Kentucky <laughs> He's a Kentucky guy. guy. He'd be a real okay. baby boy. He's a candidate. Uh, okay. Randall Cobb. Go on. Randall Cobb. Go uh, on. He was the, he was the fr- I, mind you, I'm not good at sports. Sure. But, uh, he was the first player in the NFL that was younger than me. And that's when I knew it was over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Redman, you didn't play high school in football. We went to the I, same high school. We didn't have a football <laughs> I'm just saying that's when, that's when I the really died. Knew it was yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> I can't be drafted now. That guy's younger than me. Um, okay, yeah, no, we will allow. Uh, Randall Cobb also did his number of running, throwing, catching touchdowns. Um, we will permit that. I like that. Thank you. Um, I guess yeah, we do have some underdog fantasy stuff to talk about. Uh, we just launched our first. We got two fun. NFL fantasy football tournaments going right now. One is our first. We'll be the judge of that. Tell me more. All right, fair. Yeah. Uh, you tell me if it sounds cool to you. 
Um, we got NFL playoff best ball. This is like the most deeply layered strategy fantasy game there is because so you're only you're drafting players and you got to win each week in the playoffs. So if you're okay. only drafting really good players, those guys have a buy. So they're going to score zero points for you week one. So you got to draft guys that are going to make it to the Super Bowl, but you also got to draft guys that are going to go play really well wild card weekend, like maybe like a Debo Samuel. Mm. Uh, we're mm. the only company on earth that offers this game. We made it up, uh, which is pretty cool. And a $50,000 prize pool, $10,000 to first place. Uh, that just opened up. And then we've also got, and this is also pretty revolutionary, pretty proud of this. Uh, it's called Sophomores and Juniors. And this is actually a fantasy You guys did not team. invent that concept. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost, Jan, back me up here. I feel like we've definitely heard of this before, but. Just you wait. Just you wait. Your, speak your speak. It's this year's rookies and sophomores in the NFL. Okay. But you're drafting them for next season. So Ooh. this contest doesn't end for over a year. Uh, because there's really no way right now for None. you to look back and evaluate this past rookie class and like put money on it. Uh, like, yeah, you can bet Mac Jones to win offensive rookie of the year and you'll probably win. Sure. But you can't like sort of build a whole team of rookies and sophomores for the following season. Um, no rush to enter that one. It'll be available all summer. Um, but I like that okay, that's the cool one. I like that one. That's the cool one. That's the yeah, that's the Who one. Who's gonna like draft that? all the young guys? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Not, I mean, I'm not going to draft any of those uh, system guys that Mac Jones plays with, but some real talent, some real uh, ballers, perhaps. Maybe so. Give me a. Can you show me the? Uh, I want to pick on some some Cowboy Saints. It's our Thursday night game. Here we go. Here we go. I. Whatever the number is on Zeke, he, click on Zeke for a minute. I just, he just has not rushed for a lot of yards as of late. Just not really his thing, uh, per se, anymore. Hasn't rushed for any. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. Like, not good. Was it 41, 32, 25 the past three weeks? Hold on, let me zoom in here, though. More touches could be on deck. Yeah, the latest news is that he's hurt, and they're going to give him the ball more. Yeah, so that's where it's like I. So whatever his, I think it was a what forty-seven and a half rushing yards. Give me under on that. I just mm -mm. that just don't try. And again, they played. They played Sunday, yeah. Like they're yeah they're playing Sunday like short week. This is their short week. So the guy that's injured, we definitely want to give him some more work with less recovery time. Um, I'm going under. Jam is going over, and this will surely be the. Uh, Zeke Elliott 250 yard game. He's gonna bust a 50 yard run on the first first play from scrimmage. Hamstring is gonna fly off the bone, <laughs> and he'll, he'll never play again. But there goes there goes my game of skill. I'm going under on Zeke, over on Tony Pollard. Total yards though, like they give him some catches and stuff too. He's the best running back on the Cowboys. I just that doesn't feel like a hot take anymore. Zeke's the best blocking running back on the cap. Like I. I don't think that's a hot take either, but I'm going over Pollard. Uh, where is it? 70, 70 and a half total yards. And I, oh, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, I want some taste. I need more Taysom Hill action. Rudman, put in a word to the, I need to bet against Taysom. I need the game of skill against Taysom Hill as much as I can. 
Get an under in there and taste them. Oh, I will. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> His rushing yards is 41 and a half. Give me the under. Whatever the number was for taste, just respectfully. He's the been the backup quarterback in waiting for like four years. And they finally had a chance to play him at backup quarterback and chose Trevor Simeon. So, hell of an athlete. Um, I'm going to under there. This is all an all rushing game of skill. Under on Zeke, over on Pollard, under on Taysom Hill. I feel very bad about this one, but I'm going to go ahead and lock it in. I'm going to lock it in too, but I'm going to join you on the under on Taysom Hill just because that feels good. That's like I couldn't go over well no. on Taysom Hill. That's I know we like to fade trill and make money, but there's you got to have your principles, you got to have morals, you got to stand up like freedom would. I know it's very Taysom Hill is very unpopular, and I, I understand why, but like he's kind of good at running. Very, and if we know that, you think the you think Michael Parsons don't know that? <laughs> like legit, if you're the cap, like what would stop you from? putting 11 in the box, right? Like, yeah, throw it deep, Taysom. Please, please throw it deep. So that's the reason I – I don't know They're if you'll missing, be enough. Keep them on. Uh, Saints are missing their starting left tackle. Uh, they are missing promo code Alvin. Mm. Uh, their whole team is dead. Except for Taysom here. Alvin's going to be back. He's feeling good. Is he? He's, he's not back tonight, though, right? No, he's not back tonight. Hey, I'll text him about that. Um yeah, lock that in. We're in on Pollard, out on Zeke. I don't even I don't dislike Taysom Hill. It's more the what he's been turned into by like the media and all that, which is not his fault, but it is his fault. He's gonna rush for uh, exactly forty yards and win my game of skill. So I've locked that in. We got any? No, one get. I can't get greedy. Can't get greedy. We'll say that for next time. There'll be plenty more games of skill in the future. Rug it's like there's one every night. That's exactly right. Um, any closing words, Rudman? No. Thank you guys for having me and listening to my Mac Jones BS. Propaganda, yes. Any closing words, Jim? I'm kind of with him on the Mac Jones thing. The Patriots right. haven't lost since I've been paying attention. All right. This is the <laughs> last episode of Not Here. No, uh, we're <laughs> – this is going to be the week that Mac Jones stinks, and I just want you to both to know there's blood on both of your hands. As long as you're fine with that, I'm fine with that. Do I get the credit if he's good? No. No, you no, do not. That's not how this works. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're adorable, man. That's not how this works at all. I'll, I did take appreciate- first, I'll take the first 11 weeks of credit for him being good. Okay. I did appreciate Rudman just waltzing in here thinking he could name the baby boy of the week. I've been doing this the whole time, and I never had the audacity to think that I could uh, submit a baby. That's did you have an answer? Not my child. Randall, do you have an answer as good as Randall Cobb? Uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the last episode of. Uh... <laughs> I was on the I was on the Wikipedia page trying to look of uh, famous uh, UK graduates not in the sports world and. It's Ashley Judd and Mitchell Sanders. I don't was he no, he was what biology major? Mitchell pre med or the colonel. The colonel. I don't know. They're both pretty evil men. Find out how <laughs> evil next Colonel week. San- colonel Sanders isn't even from Kentucky. <laughs> Is he really not? He's from Indiana. 
Oh, this is what is this? First, Dwayne Parcells, Bill Parcells' name, not Bill. <laughs> mean Joe Green's name is not Joe. And the K, the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, not from Kentucky. Knicks are going to tell me he's not even a colonel. No, well, no, that's just too much. Um, I guess I should come clean too. My real name is uh, Leviticus. Leviticus, I am. My name is not Tyler at all. It never was. Um, My real name's not Jam. All right. No more. No more secrets. No more secrets. I want everything up front. So for not Jam, for Rudman, if that is your real name, uh, it's me, Leviticus. I am signing off. We'll catch you next week.